Movies. We all love them. Chances are you've met someone that likes movies. The communal aspect of movies is something everyone can get behind. But while we all love movies, we don't love the same movies. We can agree for the most part what objectively makes a movie good. But what about the movies that you love that aren't very good? The movies that failed at the box office? The movies that were critically savaged? It's time to throw your support behind those black sheep. It's time to tell me, why do you like it? guest today is here to discuss and defend wait a minute I don't think he's here to defend anything to be honest actually I think he's here to roast a movie and that movie will be 2005's trilogy starter from Christopher Nolan Batman Begins He's taking on a sacred cow, everybody. And he is my brother-in-law and a rather knowledgeable guy when it comes to comics universes, Ryan Collins. How's it going, Ryan? It's, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> Are you excited to take this movie down I'm, I'm, one, one or two pegs? I'm, I'm excited. to Let's take all of Nolan down today. Just all of Nolan? <laughs> we can keep Dark Knight. <laughs> Just for performances, but all of Nolan. Starting, wait, Memento. We'll start at Memento. Oh, you would <laughs> you would like to take Memento down, huh? Nah, it's, it was a good gimmick. It's got a good gimmick going for it. It does I'll, have a good I'll, gimmick I'll going that. for it, yeah. <laughs> but, wow. So, yeah. Uh, when we were talking about this, I thought it would be an interesting idea to just change it up because, you know, you were on the show once before and you and your cousin Jody were talking about signs and you had your ideas about it being a religious allegory. Jody had his ideas and you both were defending it and I thought it would be kind of fun to get somebody to tear something down that's, well, not that I would say Batman Begins is beloved in quotation marks but a lot of people like it a lot of people like fawned over it i mean this coming out within the last week of another grim dark batman this is the (laughs) this people love grim dark batman movies now i'm not even the first thing i did i text you and i I didn't text Jody because I don't want to have that conversation, but <laughs> I texted you about my complaints with the new trailer for the new Batman. It's the same <laughs> stuff I have problems with that started mostly with Nolan. Right. And so. It really did. It kind of, like, that's a good point. It kind of, I feel like this whole grimdark shit 
did start with Nolan. Like, because then you had, you know, I hate to bring it up because then you had fucking Snyder's Batman, the, you know, Batfleck and all that shit. And, you know, we cannot get into that in this episode. But now we have, like you said, more. And even though, you know, Matt Reeves is a good filmmaker. Like I watched, I actually watched that trailer again earlier today, just because I was like trying to like see what I could discern from it. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, Oh, that's good casting. And, uh, it, you know, it might, it's a good filmmaker and it might be an interesting route. But then when I watched it this time, I was like, <laughs> I was really taken aback by just like what you said. Like, you, you have no other agenda if you're going to score a trailer with fucking Nirvana's something in the way. <laughs> it's just every, every, I mean, the vengeance line made my skin crawl. And, yeah. and I, I don't want a Batman who walks up to a group of of criminals, I guess. And then I thought it looked cool when the one swung at him and he blocks him and he fights him real quickly. And then he knocks him down and just beats his head into the ground. I'm assuming him to mush. Yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, well, that's, yeah, that's a good Batman. Thanks. Thanks, Uh, guys. And what's upsetting is I think kind of a leaner life kind of Batman that is Robert Pattinson would be a good choice. I right. just, but you know, I, Nolan kind of had the aspect with the fear, like trying to be something to be afraid of. Uh huh. Right. But it, <laughs> he's still like, there's no not a huge level of detectiveness. In no, Nolan's and, Batman's, and you know and, that's what like I couldn't understand. Like I've heard I've heard people defend his trilogy as like, well, Batman's kind of a detective, and it's like, well, no, he's, he? he's really not. I mean, he, like, he, he's late to everything. He yeah. doesn't see that Joker in the Dark Knight tricks him on yeah. the he. I mean, he brings Joker, puts him in a cell, in amongst around everyone else. He's beating Joker in the interrogation room. Right. And after like three hits, you think he'd been like, "All right, well, this isn't working." Yeah, exactly. And he just keeps going, and it's like there's no real, yeah, there's no real like I'm trying to outwit this guy. It's like I will beat it out of him, and it's very obvious, like you said, it's not going to happen because (laughs) Nolan doesn't care about detectives. He cares about protecting the one percent, and well. <laughs> that, that's and, a conversation. And, and, and that's a conversation to be had for, about the Dark Knight Rises. Arguing for police violence. <laughs> police should just violate civil rights if they want to. I mean, yeah, if I mean, they want to stop it, these criminals. It, the trilogy ends with an obvious Occupy uh, uh, parallel that was just yeah. people getting manipulated, and yeah. it was all fake. Yeah. It's so yeah. That's just so. Let's okay. So let's go back to Batman Begins. So, like yourself, I, I guess I just I found myself in the minority of people when like because I'm I'm a fan of Batman. I honestly am. Like I, I like you know, he's not he's you know uh, like you and I have discussed like we both you know comic book guys. I, I wouldn't say Batman is my favorite but I am a fan like there's been some great stories around Batman like comic wise and I liked um, 
I really liked Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. Um, and he's vile. Actually, he's super vile in those too. Yeah. But he's kind of he's almost comic booky. Yeah. And like the whole world feels kind of like a comic yeah. book. Uh, and it's not. You know, like he'll kill in those movies. Uh, right. <laughs> but there's just something about those movies that makes me smile just because of how much of a comic book they feel like. Yeah, exactly. Like Gotham feels like it's a complete, you know, just right also, out of the off the panel. Also, Batman in those does. It's been a while. I don't remember like giant group fight scenes so much as him like coming swooping in out of nowhere and taking people out or knocking them it's usually like him one on one or one on two yeah I don't think yeah like cause no that's a good point because in the first one he would just kind of you know, do stealth yep. Batman takedowns and uh, like I always feel like if a group fight's gonna happen, yeah. it needs to be Batman has gotten has messed up. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, he he's like never, you said, like you said a couple days ago, like the, he's been cornered. Yeah, and he like, has or he's to like, get yeah. thrown into a pit. With right, guys. Right, and and I feel like he probably should actually take a lot of kind of damage in those situations oh, where totally because people don't hang off and just fight one at a time they're no. going to be pounding <laughs> on him uh, no that never that's not a, that's not a thing that happens in real life <laughs> but i and obviously and we've talked about the dark knight but we also kind of like that more for performance wise and obviously as we said you know before we recorded this heath ledger just carries the entire movie and it's just I don't know. Like I w- when I saw this in theaters, I was let's see, I was like 25, 20, maybe twenty six, and I just thought like saw all the trailers and stuff, and I was like, wow, you know, I really liked Memento, and uh, you know, this this might be like a really perfect like marriage of filmmaker and store and uh, uh, subject matter, but. I just, when I came out of it, I was super underwhelmed. Well, it's funny because, you know, I was a little bit younger. I, I was excited because there hadn't been, there wasn't the real push for grim, dark superhero no, movies no, at the time. That's, yeah, that's right. And I, as much as I'm not a huge grim, dark person on anything, I, I was like, okay, this is, Batman's not a bad choice to do a darker theme mm-hmm. on. I hate that it then set the tone for the DC universe for the what looks like for all for, eternity. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it, it it infuriates me. But I uh, like so I, I had fun watching it, but not like it it didn't really honestly get me into Batman. Like right. I liked uh, a lot of times if I see a film where I only kind of know the character, I'll get more into him mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, you know, Batman, I liked growing up with the animated series, which I think did oh, a yeah, great yeah. job of mixing both the kind of darker themes at times, but also, like, as I always say, I think that's the perfect version of Bruce Wayne. He's yeah. personable. He's not, like, he actually is very cold as Batman, but as Bruce Wayne, like, he's a good, like, a nice businessman. You would talk to him, and he would have kind of a kind of a little, right. like, lilt to his voice that's kind of nice, and you would be like, oh, you would like this guy. Right. And uh, in that world, I kind of like the mixture of that sort of like New England gothic feel to Gotham. Mm, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And um, the animated series, let's just get this out of the way, is unimpeachable. Like, yeah. <laughs> I will not listen to any slander about the animated oh, yeah. series. Most Bruce Tim. Uh, Bruce Tim did my fa- as a Green Lantern fan, the Green yeah. Lantern animated oh, series. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I know it's CG. Everyone should watch it. It's what everything Green Lantern should have been. Right. <laughs> um, but like, but what I really loved about Batman were his villains. My favorite stories are usually villain based. The mm-hmm. Long Halloween is my favorite. Batman oh yeah, comic. Long Halloween's an excellent story, um, and that's most because Batman's barely in it. Yeah. Which is funny because uh, oh, what's the sequel to Long Halloween? Um, Dark Victory. Yeah, Dark Victory is uh, um, same artist, same writer. I don't care as much. It's what story they basically use anytime they want to bring Robin into right. the yeah. world. But uh, it's less of my... And honestly, I remember in the 90s really loving the Nightfall storyline with yeah. Bane. Yeah. Because I thought it was so fascinating that they actually went as far as to like, you know, show him just completely fucking up Bruce Wayne Batman. And, you know, obviously they... I, they kind of fucked up in uh, introducing the the new in quotes Batman with his new suit and everything and all that. But <laughs> Man, I, I really figures. I thought that storyline was really interesting and like yeah like you it was, it was interesting. I guess in spite of Batman, not you yeah. know because well, of you know there are moments when they humanize Batman in great ways. You know the. They kind of make me roll my eyes because Batman could solve a lot of problems socioeconomically with the just billions of dollars that he has, but instead he wants to beat up the criminally insane. Uh, There's a lot to be said for the reason he wants to do that yes. instead of just giving his billions of dollars. Like, but he could... Uh, um, but little moments when he is personable with kids and it shows kids not being afraid of him Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, there was a conversation in one comic where he's talking with Wonder Woman and she's like, you've got to be careful like with Robin or he'll end up just like you. And he goes, I'm doing this for him. So he doesn't. And, (laughs) but still like, like I get it. Your, your parents were killed in a violent way, but you honor the memory by beating up the poor destitute of your town. Like, and, yeah. and there's a reason they're turning to crime, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but as opposed to your parents who were starting a hospital right. and tried to get free public transportation. Yeah, because their town was already crappy. And yeah, it sucks. The, they were in a wrong place at the wrong time because you got to get in the Nolan films because you got scared of some bats in a musical. Yes, and one of the most fascinating lines in this movie that I literally just noticed minutes before we started recording this is when uh, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne is in the cave and he's creating his first bat suit and he's doing the bat symbol and um, Michael Caine's Alfred walks up to him and says, why bats? And he says, bats terrify me. And then he says, very tellingly, it's time my enemies, plural, share my dread. And it's like, so you have decided upon yourself, like every criminal element is... Every criminal element. I mean, that, I'm not going to attack the root issues of why this has happened, but every criminal element is now my enemy. <laughs> it's super fascinating. It's an interesting, like, just 
view into like how also, and like you said how Nolan frames and also, this Batman. The one jumping to the end a little bit. One of the the act active things or active ugh, one of the better things about it is Nolan talking, uh, having Gordon talk about escalation. Oh, and yeah, right, the right. And the whole point of Batman is to make essentially street thugs afraid of a bat. That's fair. Batman's villains, like his actual big name, none of them are afraid of a bat. No. <laughs> like, Joker thinks it's hilarious. Yes, uh, exactly. It is. And, like, Bane doesn't care. Poison Ivy doesn't care. Catwoman, I think it's a fetish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you, I like cats. You like bats. That rhymes. But, right. uh, <laughs> um, like, I'm trying to think of a, even Scarecrow in, in this movie only gets that kind of terrified when he gets dosed himself. Yeah, I was going to say, when he gets dosed with his own fear toxin. But otherwise, he's like, he also, like, when uh, Batman first shows up with him, he kind of thinks it's a joke, too. He's, like, doing all these weird movements. His his face actually looks happy that Batman's there. I will say, (laughs) Cillian Murphy as Scarecrow was a delight. And I'm, that man should have, I'm glad he kept popping up in the series. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I wish I could have continued watching that character. Yes. Yeah. Jonathan Crane, big, so weird. Yes. <laughs> um, I always thought that in Nolan's third movie, and it looks like Reeves may be doing this, but there are takes on the Riddler where he's more like a calculating, almost like Unabomber. And, right. And like, I thought that would have been a better kind of twist on. On, on the Riddler? Uh, yeah, on the Riddler, and would have fit into the Nolan verse more than going with Bane. I think Talia was an odd choice, too. I feel like Talia would have made more sense had they established it at any other so point. In, but in, in all fairness, like, you may not actually be like a super big fan of where Nolan ended up with the character yeah, of no, Batman. That, yeah. well, what's funny is, I, I was talking to you earlier, I did not like. Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne at all and his Batman is silly in the first one but I kind of liked trying to make an intimidating Batman. Sure. Yeah. I mean as much as his voice is stupid I get the argument for it. Yeah, of and course. He's he's not he's so almost irrelevant in the second film. <laughs> like I'm not watching that movie very for nearly yeah. like exactly like, very <laughs> nearly totally irrelevant in that yeah. second movie. But by the third movie I actually like Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne and like Batman less. <laughs> like exactly. I, I like the kind of humble broken Bruce Wayne. Exactly. Um but yeah the sleazy like watching Batman Begins is like watching American Psycho when he's first playing. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I, do, I figured yeah. he was going to start handing out business cards talking about like you do bone. almost feel like he's about to just yeah, yeah. Patrick Bateman yeah I mean getting up bruised and immediately falling into some push-ups then and <laughs> yep and there's just and I was uh Right before we were recording this, I was rewatching it and I was just remembering so much that I just didn't like when I first saw it. And it's just, I don't. 
it sounds like a dumb superficial thing to say but I don't like and this sounds ridiculous I know it does I don't like the way Christian Bale's face looks in the mask but just the part that's visible just his mouth area and I don't know why it bothers me as much as it does but it just does and I because it, it looks straight it actually makes his face look more like a duck because it looks like it's pressing like way too hard on like his mouth area and like pushing it out and I know that sounds insane but I was just looking at it and it's like I just don't like the way that looks really I don't know if I've liked a person in the suits that they've chosen for the film since maybe Keaton like I like Keaton's look he the mask seemed to fit him well uh, it did and Keaton's got like that Keaton's got like that just like normal normal dude face yeah. that you kind of look like I think I could put on a mask and it's not like yes exactly but like I mean Affleck looked silly in that, in that robot suit and I was like he, like I know he's kind of going for uh uh, Dark Knight Returns, Batman, older. Sure. But like, and I know Affleck got in good shape for those roles, but it kind of looked like just like thick, fat Batman uh, because they were like, let's do like a metal robot. Let's do a suit. Let's do CrossFit Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got, uh, and so Reeves, I'm curious. The original uh, like promo shots didn't give me a lot of hope, but the trailer looked a little bit better. But, you know, because you're getting a leaner guy to yeah. play the role. Yeah. Um, though I, and I'm hoping, I kind of hope Reeves shoots a lot of angles of uh, Robert kind of that, like kind of at a diagonal from the ground up to give Batman this kind of leering right. kind of uh, like over enemy. He's kind of right. look about him. That's, uh, because I think Batman could be done that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, in fact, I want to say uh, there is a comic run where alternate universe where like Man Bat is Batman and he's drawn oh, a yeah. little bit more like that. Yeah. Instead of becoming a Man Bat, he becomes, I think he has some Batish abilities, but he's, he's a tall, lean guy. Right. Um, well, so, okay, so when we're looking at Batman Begins, like, your main, what would you say your main, I guess, complaints are about it? Like, is it, are you annoyed with the way Nolan introduced the character? Well, not not even of just Batman, of Bruce Wayne and Batman? I would say, I mean, starting as an origin story with him as a kid's fine. I think that's a, a good way to start it. Um, even showing him having a good relationship with his parents, you don't get that a lot, even in the no, comics. No, no, that's fair, yeah. Uh, so he, it gives you a reason for him to miss. I, I think... <sighs> So the kid was fine. I started to get a little antsy when they bring back angsty Bruce and he's being such an asshole to everyone. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I think... you know, the worst part of the film is Katie Holmes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, as I can't really rephrase the worst character, that character just didn't need to be in the yeah, universe. But um, her... Um, her talking to talking to Bruce when he goes to the the 
trial for Joe Chill. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And he was going to shoot him. He should have shot him. Like, that has solved, I think, all these problems. have gotten Bruce's anger out. He got to prison probably for a little bit. He'd and start being, actually, a, you know, he'd start Nolan, being a philanthropist. It's Nolan's universe. He, he's so wealthy. He'd have gotten off on some minor charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would have been justified uh, because it's Nolan. Uh, um and it would have somehow like, but instead we would have found out that Bruce had like a dead wife somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> and he keeps forgetting and keeps repeating. Uh, but in the, in the, at one point he'll he'll uh, find Superman and they'll fly out into space and he will watch the trial over and over and he'll mm-hmm. be like, "That's when I should have shot him. That the right there. Do you yeah. see that, Cal? Do you see it?" <laughs> um, but. Um, I, I think probably Christian Bell playing young, late teens, early twenties, uh, Bruce Wayne. That that made me kind of cringe a little bit. I was that, also very distracted by that, that. that haircut. Just the everything haircut, about like it. the delivery, like kind of down in his face, like that distracted the shit out of me. See, it just it yeah. looks like Matt Reeves went. Mm, that's a good look for Batman, but <laughs> sure does. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I uh, that. That was troubling. I, I liked Bruce Wayne. Kind of, uh, the training montage with the League of Shadows is actually not bad. I think that's a cool mm, take. Right. Um, I think the justifications that it, throughout all the series, but in particular in Batman Begins, that Bruce gives himself about his behavior that oh I won't kill yeah, oh yeah his, no, yeah, his you, moral paralyze, code you yeah. will uh, like his behavior at the League of Shadows had to have killed most of the, those people I, it pretty much decimated the League of Shadows but, but it, god forbid he won't kill this one guy um, and then at some point he bicep curls Liam Neeson one of my favorite as a guy who works out, I'm like, yeah, it's real super easy to concentration curl 180 pounds. Probably Liam needs a tall guy, 220 pounds. While you're hanging off of, of a an cliff, ice cliff. After you've been blown that direction. So you probably have a mild concussion. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, body step curl that guy right on up. Just, yeah, you've got it. You've got that. Um, it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to... <laughs> It's hard to completely, it, like, in the way we were going with it, like, it's hard to completely discredit, like, everything Nolan did with the series because, yes, he did give us the Dark Knight and, you know, ultimately it was up to him to cast Heath Ledger and that. And, and, but actually what I say a lot of times is, like, as a comic book fan, um... I do think Begins and Rises are comic booky in a lot of their things. Oh, really? But the Dark Knight, not like in a good way. Like oh, no, the, no, some yeah, of the, yeah. The worst right. aspects right. of like the characters are a little but, bit much, but the Dark Knight feels like a crime movie, and it is it more does. of like a yeah. mob slash crime movie. Yeah. With just eccentric with characters, these, yeah, yeah, with these fantastical elements, elements like, to it, but yeah. but at the way it's set up, how it's 
right. unfolds, the the visceralness of some of the violence in it just feels more like a crime film. And mm. I, I would, I like if I want to watch a comic book movie, I'm going to turn to like a Marvel film sure. or something early. Sure. But if I want to watch a crime movie, you know, like. I would watch a, some, a lot of Scorsese or or Heat, yeah, which was yeah, pretty you know, much something the, the blueprint something for the nineties or the Dark Knight, and I would get that satisfaction. Right. Actually, I think my um, one compl- major complaint with the Dark Knight is maybe the scene with Bruce and Alfred after Rachel dies and Bruce is talking about how she was going to oh yeah and then Alfred just like burns the letter and I was like this seems just dramatic I thought Nolan made the correct choice to just remove a bad aspect of the movies out of it yes and because I like Christian Bell never seemed like he was all that into having any no. type of girlfriend in any of them. No, maybe a little bit by the end with, with Anne Hathaway. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but there was no chemistry between him and no. And Maggie Gyllenhaal's a, a great actress, and I think was did the role better. But I she did what she honestly she did what she could. But there wasn't a lot of chemistry there either. No. And you know, I think Nolan was just like, I'm gonna. Get rid of this. Yeah. But, and as I was saying earlier, Aaron Eckert, Eckert was a uh, great addition. It's a shame he was kind of overshadowed by. Because yeah. uh, he was shoehorned in at the yeah, fucking end in the last his, 30 minutes. Like, because usually Harvey is portrayed as being wanting to be good, but kind of still sleazy, like a sleazy lawyer that mm, mm-hmm. he's still trying to do good, uh, but his turn isn't so surprising often. Right. And, in in the dark night that turn is kind of heartbreaking because oh, yeah. he Completely. is like he has a anger in him that you can see at moments but it's less like it's kind of righteous and you get why he gets furious so uh, rounding back to batman begins would you have gone with maybe a different filmmaker or would you have Maybe, okay, maybe gone with a different intro story. Not like a different intro story of like not showing, you know, when he was a kid and everything, his his origin story. But would you have gone with like a different, I guess, villain story? Um, I, Rather than race, so, race our ghoul, you know? Yeah, honestly, I'd have probably left. If I, I would have not ended with Raish, uh, Sorry, sorry, Roz in in this one. Actually, I've I've heard it both ways, but no one's the only one that mostly says Roz. Almost every animated (laughs) version says Rage. The character is R-A, I believe, apostrophe S. It is. And so uh, you go ahead and determine what that's going to be. But I've taken Mordecai and Rage just due to all the other animated. Uh, If they were, I think, setting up that character would have been fine having Batman train a little bit. Right. Um, honestly, I would have done the trilogy maybe have Batman train with the League of Shadows, have the first movie be him dealing with uh, both the crime families. and Oh, okay. All and right. have that, have him start to mostly clean it up, but then start by the end maybe implying that there are other elements. Uh, and that... Like sec- you said, Gordon and Escalation. Yeah, and, and so yeah. the second movie you have things like Scarecrow. And sure. you have like minor 
slash maybe Riddler. You know, it doesn't have to be a lot of the smaller. Poison Ivy is a little too fantastical, but maybe some aspect that Nolan yeah. could do. And then have that be the League of Shadows movie and have Batman have a connection with them already. You could have had Talia involved uh, in that movie and then do the Dark Knight as the final film, have the Joker appear at the end of, of, the, second of the second film. Okay. And then that would have been a stronger trilogy, I think. Okay. Just because... The crime family. Would you still have let Nolan like have the opportunity to tell the story? Would you made you maybe gone with a different filmmaker? There are, like there are some great shots. I think having the realistic take on it mm-hmm. was not a bad idea. And like I said, we get the Dark Knight as a sure. as a great crime film. Sure. Like you know having, but I, a lot of Nolan's themes worry me. <laughs> Because he's not critical of Batman enough. No. Like. No. Like, that's the thing, like, like I said, he does do a lot of justification for police violence in the, the series. Yeah. And that, the, that, that vigilante justice is a, an okay thing. You know, it's dirty hairy almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got, when there are, he doesn't really discuss socioeconomic issues with these characters, and there's no people in the universe critiquing Batman for, they're critiquing him for like keeping his mask on, and you have just Joseph Gordon-Levitt by the end kind of being like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this, but then he gets on board by the end, and like, like, and becomes, yeah, Robin, God, I hated that. <laughs> that's his, that's his, uh, that, that line's up there with Ray Star Wars and the new, the final yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ray, Ray Binks. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, that's such a good point because no one throughout all three films, not even in this one, it's yeah. like it's almost kind of like if you're a billionaire, maybe you should think about taking it into your own hands. Well, I, and I don't mean being a philanthropist. I mean, like, well, let's counter it with uh, an opposite, similar film, which is Iron Man. As sure, right. Not only does that movie immediately show you how your actions come back to bite you, and I mean that's all—that's Iron Man's whole arc, yeah, uh, exactly. in all of the films. But his actions come back to bite him by his own weapons, uh, nearly killing him. Exactly. Once he comes back, yes, he does the exact same thing as Batman. He uses his money to build a suit, and but he's not going after uh, your thug on the street. It never once. No, you see no. Iron Man. He's going after you know military industrial complex, and you hear multiple times in the series, "I built this arc reactor that gave everyone free energy." You right. know, like he's trying to focus on socioeconomic. I yeah, have he's, with he's Iron literally, Man, of course, but but, but he's like trying to right his wrongs, yeah. like by completely trying he, to destroy every he, weapon. He that, stops wanting to sell. I mean, part of yeah. the plot of the first and second film is him trying to stop the sale of weapons, you know, like, (laughs) and bring it in, and Iron Iron Man's big problem is he becomes a little authoritarian, which Batman (laughs) does too. There's not a future, I mean, in Dark Knight we see really how far he was willing to go, but there's not a future in any of the comics where Batman doesn't essentially take Gotham over as a police state. No, of course. (laughs) Because that's how bad, because that's to go to another third, um, not Zack Snyder, uh, but 
Alan Moore is very much critical of Batman through Rorschach. Like, that's what that character is. Mm -hmm. It's Batman's inability to see gray. And Rorschach is a black and white character that cannot, like, allow for a moral grayness, even to the extent that the end of that comic is Rorschach being fed in incapable of accepting that Ozymandias is essentially correct. Zero compromise. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Because it does create a kind of peace. Yeah. And and Rorschach stares at Dr. Manhattan in incapable of accepting that while also realizing that he would essentially be the reason that could mess it up with the notebook. So his choice to die, I feel, is a willful one because he can't live in that gray world. Um, Yeah, and it's it's like completely you would you could you could definitely see Batman making the same decision. I mean I don't think Ozymandias is necessarily correct in how he does do that, but I do think Rorschach would yeah. actually see agree to the logic of it, right. and that's what bothers him. Yeah. Um, and so Batman, I think, would almost end similarly, say someone like Superman lied to the world and created world peace yeah. in that in such a manner. That well, was it's horrific. like, yeah, yeah, it's exactly like in uh, The Dark Knight. Like, the Joker states it throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Like, this is what you, your actions have created. Yeah. Your actions have created this fucking like like he says like when he says that to all the mobsters at the beginning and he's like you know you all were not you were never afraid and then this fucking one guy comes along and he's one guy and he's in a fucking suit and now you're all just so terrified and it's like and then just constantly like escalating and like you said at the uh, end begins you know uh, Oldman's Gordon is like yeah Escalation and shit. It's just, yeah. But so, what do we do? Well, the head of police says, you know what? We should work with this one insane man that's (laughs) out here and beating up the criminal enterprise. I mean, like, yes, there are corrupt cops in that movie. But, but, Batman just beats them up too. There's no systemic change there. No. Like, and so, yes, in the second movie, there's the argument that Harvey is trying, like, that's that Harvey's trying to systemically change. But even that, they show Harvey trying to break early. I know I said earlier Mm -hmm. that. And if you're just relying on one guy to do that, what happens if there is a failure like that? Like, Bruce Wayne should be out there every day. Try not just throwing little campaign rallies for Harvey. He should be rebuilding the city. If, he should be throwing so many billions of dollars into building, like, like rebuilding not just the shitty areas. The med- medical, the whole wharf se- section, you know, like... The, pe- the reason so much crime happens in, Go- in Gotham is I'm sure the 1% own 99% of the wealth and people have nothing but the mob to turn to. It's the yeah. same reason gangs exist. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, but see, it's, it's it's almost like in uh, Begins that like Nolan doesn't really get that. Yeah. Like It's almost like he completely buys into the romantic myth of Batman. Yeah. Like being a hero for the uh I guess downtrodden or like But but is he like no but Batman's is he out at there all? Is no. just beating things because he's got a lot of problems. He needs a therapist. Yeah, exactly. He is <laughs> like, literally a billionaire beating up poor people. Yeah. The like, only like rich people he beats up are like maybe Falcone because actually there's a, a moment in 
I want to say Justice League Unlimited, where I think it's Flash, Batman, Superman, and maybe Martian Manhunter are walking through in Flash's town. Mm-hmm. And one of Flash's villains is trying to like go Flash into a fight. And Flash just starts talking to him. And he says, hey, how you doing? Like, And sits down with him, has a drink with him, talks yeah. to him. And he's like, you going to go back and go check yourself back in? And the guy's like, yeah, Flash, sorry. I was just... And Flash gets up and walks away. Because Flash isn't out there to beat up his... He's actually trying to clean up his town. Yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not out to beat up the yeah. problems in his town. He's just trying to, like, yeah. And, like, it's, Superman, and most modern takes a Superman. He's not going around beating up thugs. I mean, he, the most he's going to do is walk over and, like, stop a thug from touching somebody. Like, what's he care? Like, here, he might give me up, that perch back, you know? You know, if we're talking modern Superman, he might walk over and, like, really mope yeah. at them. About <laughs> he how, melt them with his eyes. About how strong he is. Yeah. Hey, he's really yeah. Sad about how strong I wish, he is. I wish everyone understood that I was basically Jesus. Um, <laughs> I really don't like Zack Snyder. <laughs> I don't think any of us on this podcast do. I would have torn apart Zack Snyder, but you said the movies have to be well received, and I don't think there's been a Snyder superhero movie outside of Watchmen that is over like 65%. And. And Watchmen, I have a lot Not of problems Not a superhero with. movie, but comic book movie 300 had good okay. reviews. I will honestly say three. that's the perfect movie for Zack Snyder. That's absolutely. It it's basically a gym rat movie. Yeah, well, Zack Snyder has a lot of conservative themes in his all of his films. He is not a subtle person. No. I think so. even when he thinks he's being progressive, he, he thinks about progressivism in a, like a conservative would. And so honestly, we could blame Christopher Nolan for, for unleashing Zach, Zach the conservative themes of it's, Zack Snyder. That okay. has, what the DC Universe has yes. been, which it should not be. And Because uh, what's funny is who should be working with him and reeling them in is Jeff Johns, and he's mm-hmm. kind of failing uh, because he does he's actually fairly left in a lot of his and he did a lot yeah. for the universe right but but anyway like but 300 is Frank Miller and Frank Miller is a crazy libertarian and yes. and he's trying yes. to justify essentially might makes right in 300 even if you're going to lose you're not a coward you know this is your own sovereignty even though in the real past Sparta was horrifically slave owning uh, Sparta was a bad place like was not great uh, you. Uh, they were authoritarian like, yeah Sparta was a shit place that but, was terrible to just their own people. So, but like that's a great film for Zack Snyder and he should have stayed there. Get off of DC. I'm the Snyder cut looks so stupid. So so to finish up this episode, let's we'll round back out so to let's Batman go, Begins. Let's actually go through some of the issues of this stupid film. Batman Begins, um, like I said, uh, I, I think Raish, the kind of twist with Raish being uh, Liam Neeson was a good kind of play on it, I guess. I don't know why it couldn't have been a generic like Asian person. because Why couldn't gener- it have been Ken Watanabe? Yeah, you know? yeah kill him early. Like, uh, yeah. But also, I, I don't think it's very clear like 
was Liam Neeson's no. character Roz the whole time? Like, or, or does he, he just take the name afterwards? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, is there always because it kind of takes the idea that there is always a Roz and Ghoul and Roz and Ghoul in the universe in Batman is reborn, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad idea. But like, I was always like, I don't know how if this is like because there's I find it kind of interesting in both ways mm-hmm. if if, it, if it's just a name that essentially passes down that's kind of a cool way to do it but right. also having Roz be so interested in this character but not saying that it's him right. uh, right. is kind of interesting I wish they had alluded to Talia at all that's why I think having it as the second film would have been interesting yeah. um, because the third could have been a mixture of Talia and the Joker and honestly I just felt like I just felt like if you're going to go with Scarecrow just like just make it Scarecrow yeah. like if you're if you are going to like you said like it would probably and I tend to agree it probably would have been better first movie for him to you know take down both crime families but if you're going to go with Scarecrow if like that's what you're going to introduce just go with that yeah. like and make make Rachel Gould the fucking second movie storyline yeah, and, 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 and then and yeah make, and make Scarecrow scary that's why I, I think Scarecrow's because he's small enough that he could have fit in with the crime movie so you could keep him sure but with the with the crime families like that's why I like Long Halloween Long Halloween is the crime families dealing with escalation in themselves. Mm-hmm. And that would, I think, happen. Um, but so having that, Batman is essentially in every situation, he has this I will not kill. But his actions are obviously going to lead to death. The the dispersal of that fear toxin, and Batman's like, I got to go stop it by yet again beating up people, as opposed to putting any of his resources and his military. He's using, he's funneling money from his business. He, he which is another, which is another, another problematic crime. thing. Yeah. Um, and to basically have fun with himself. I mean, Lucius is in the, um, in the second movie. Is it? No, it's the first one when the he fires. Um, um, what's his name? Oh, Rutger for, Howard. Yeah, yeah, for Rutger Howard's right. He's like a business owner. <laughs> like he should get rid of this fucking crazy kid. Yeah, and Lucius is not great. <laughs> Lucius is just enabling him. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, you know, and we're enabling him to beat up poor people. Exactly. And then, you know, it gets topped off at the end. He's fighting the rods and and the train's crashing and he justifies, you know, like, oh God, I, I hate it. I won't I kill it. you, but I don't have to save you. Well, that inaction, you know, you're is still, a murder. You are killing him. You're still killing him. Like, that's you're, you beat him to a pulp. Yep. You left him in the train. Yep. Um, I don't have to save you. Um, you're still doing a murder. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, if you are watching a guy on a log flume that you're walking next to, and that log flume's going to go to a saw, and you don't like the guy, and you're like, listen, I don't have to save you, but, you know, like, I'm not going to kill you. You're and then he still, gets sliced up, you killed him. Like, yeah, you have you're the chance. still fucking, yeah. It's just, oh but That's God. an interesting moral justification. Thanks, Nolan, again. <laughs> Such a dumb line. Um Oh, Rachel God. should have died at the end of that movie. Uh, I just, you know, um, the, I, I've just got so many problems with it. I, I think another another hilarious superficial problem I have with the movie is um, Gordon would never operate the Batmobile 
That's just not a thing. Yeah. No. I would ever see happening. Gordon, fucking Jim Gordon is not getting in the goddamn Batmobile. In fact, actually, everyone should watch the most recent Harley Quinn series. It's a, it's phenomenal. Uh, yes. It's Every the, fucking person should watch the animated Harley Quinn series. It's fucking hilarious. It is the best thing DC has done. Actually, I also the best thing DC has done in like a decade at least. And the way they Absolutely. Make, they make... So they like take a lot of the characters to the extreme, but Batman and it is a grown-up man, baby. Uh, but Gordon is an alcoholic old man with delusions, and he constantly gets around the Batmobile and wants to try drive it. And Batman's just like, no, and he's, <laughs> leave and it he alone. Spends the whole time being so upset that Batman isn't his actual friend. Yeah, like he really loves Batman, <laughs> acts as if they're friends, and he's like, yeah. So you want to show up? He gets like really sad and drunk and has these long diet drives about mm-hmm. how. Close they are, and Batman just never shows up. <laughs> it's a that that's a great depiction of Gordon. It, uh, it is. Actually, it, I will say yeah. I liked um, Oldman as no, Gordon. no. Gary Oldman is great as he's Gordon. Great, in basically everything. Yeah, yeah for but, sure. Um, and I like kind of having a skinnier, like kind of like almost like his Gordon doesn't. Feel like he takes control very well, and I think that's interesting. Like right. he's kind of a little nervous in the way he behaves, right? Yeah, and um, especially in this one. That especially being said, in, yeah. uh, the Dark Knight. I am curious that they use Gordon's son and not Barbara as the child that got taken. I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> you could have a Batgirl reference in this, and you were like, Nah, nah. We'll just use Jim Gordon Jr. <laughs> So to round this episode out, let's just do like a little wishful thinking game. Who, if if it still had to be the same director of all three movies, mm-hmm. who do I want? Who would you have gone with instead uh, of Zach Nolan? Snyder, no. um, <laughs> Zack Snyder directed uh, the uh, last actually, six uh, days. <laughs> Night Shyamalan. Uh, no, uh, let's see. Who would I actually have? Let's do, uh, since Scorsese doesn't love comic book movies, let's do a Scorsese Batman. Uh, that would be awesome. Like, actually, that's me be, personally. That with, could be kind of fun because it would be more criminal based. You would have, like, if Batman's beating up people in and beating up the poor, that's there's a social commentary going on there. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, you're not looking at Travis, Travis Bickle and being like, this guy is stable and this exactly. is who you should be rooting for. And maybe Scorsese would play up that angle. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You'd be like, oh my God, Batman's a monster. Yeah, exactly. And that'd be great. I'd love that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, where's that movie? Batman is just horrific Batman to the as point. a monster, yeah. yes. Uh, um, like, a lot of commentary about, like, people sitting around going, they're like, oh, you can have protesters. You can have you know, like, um, like some form of uh, protesters out there uh, being like, "You've got to stop beating up these people." Reagan <laughs> threw them onto the streets, closed down all the insane asylums, and there's no institutions for them. And by and the way, you come along as a billionaire and just were like, and just use the a shit. Out of how him. about you know what? Let's you know what, Bruce? Let's round them up, put them in a pen for you, and we can give you a gun. You can go hunting them. You can call it something like like the the hardest game yeah. and uh, um, okay so that's an interesting so Scorsese. so Scorsese would be a fun Batman yeah though he's kind of basically done it <laughs> like if you're doing it as a crime movie like right exactly um, who is a modern director that 
Would you would you maybe throw somebody a little more fun into it? Yeah. Like, would you would think, you have like well, I was would you have like, put Sam Raimi like more? Well, so the, I, I, that went there, but I was like, that's just going to be a Tim Burton knockoff. Um, um, what about uh, just because it could be interesting? Um, God, his name's escaping me. Did Slumdog Millionaire? Oh, Danny Boyle. Uh, Danny yeah. Boyle, Batman. Yeah, that could be an interesting take. It'd on be real it. fucking frenetic. Yeah, yeah. or the Wachowskis. Like that oh, could have been yeah. a fun like action Batman. Yeah, um, who would also probably at least have some commentary. They sometimes are Snyder in that they're not that subtle. Uh, no. Wow, when Neo dies, he has wings. That's interesting. Uh, Weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I, I don't. I do totally think uh, like no one. I, I like that we started to get serious comic book movies, and no one arguably sure. maybe the reason we got the Marvel universe in the way that we had. Um, I mean, that's fair because, like, as I always say about Raimi Spider Man, they're they're kind of goofy. Well, we won't fucking talk about that yeah, on this but, episode. Uh, <laughs> but like Iron Man, as far as like, yeah, there are still goofy Marvel movies. Yeah, they're still they try to base most of them in some form of reality, and they started small. Like Iron Man is crazy as he kind of is, mm-hmm. it's still, they're trying to make it believable within this reality sure. before they took it to like comic book levels sure. of, of madness. And I, that probably is thank, thanks to no one. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I Like when I was young, because I liked Memento and, and I liked Nolan, but I think Nolan buys in a little bit too much to himself, like to yeah. his own, likes to smell of his own shit. And, uh, <laughs> that is, that's the perfect way to end this episode. Everybody needs to know what Christopher Nolan's motivation is. Christopher Nolan loves the smell of his own shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's either love, uh, love and Matthew McConaughey crying, it's, uh, the, oh, it's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's because we were talking just a minute ago about Inception because I think I've, I've always said that I believe the whole thing is a dream orchestrated by his wife who actually did escape when she killed herself well uh, we could talk about that movie <laughs> for at length because I have my own theory about that movie and, and it's similar but not not totally similar, I but similar. Heard, I haven't seen Dunkirk. I hear it's good. Dunkirk um, is actually his best movie. I, that's what that it's even his highest rated. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, which probably looks like the type of film that that's what he should do. It's pretty and it's straightforward. Uh, and then uh, I'm just mad that he was like, no, Tenet has to be in theaters during a pandemic. Fuck you, did. of course, <laughs> of no course one. he said that. Uh, if he made the Batman movies now, he would be like everybody's he been see, killing people because people has have to go see. It. Batman in theaters right now. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you being on the kind of inaugural episode of Why Do I Dislike This? It was a nice change of pace, you know? And I'm sure, you know, next week we'll go back to people defending stuff, and you have plenty of movies to defend, and we will have you on in the future to defend those, but... It was good. To, it was good to have somebody also tear down Batman Begins because I myself did not like it, and I'm glad that you did not like it. Uh, <laughs> grown to. 
man, talking about this more is going to make me dislike the Dark Knight. I don't want to. Yeah, and on a larger (laughs) theme of things, we got to dissect Christopher Nolan. So I hope everybody enjoys this episode in which we took a different path. And uh, Ryan, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me.